The Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Kalijah Cansey at 19 in the 2023 NFL Draft. We talk about what that means coming up right now. Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms. Please subscribe, follow for free on YouTube where you are watching this live or wherever you listen to podcasts. You always get the latest episodes when they drop. I am James Yarko, Deputy Editor of SB Nation's BucksNation.com. Flying solo, my co-host David Harrison, not available for this episode, but of course, you can check out what he's doing over at BucksGameDay.com and check out everything on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. How is Kalijah Cansey going to fit into this defense? We are going to talk about that coming up in just a little bit, but first, today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise? Then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the App Store. Our listeners get one hundred get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo locked on in the game. So the Tampa Bay Buccaneers selected Pitt Panther defensive lineman Kalijah Cansey at 19. And it was... It was kind of wild to see the way this draft was playing out because the Bucs kind of had their, their choice of whatever position of need they wanted to address. You had Anton Harrison, the offensive tackle, still sitting there at 19. You had Nolan Smith, the edge rusher, still sitting there at 19. But they opt to go with Kalijah Cansey. Now, Cansey has already started to draw some comparisons to another former Pittsburgh defensive lineman in Aaron Donald. Cansey is 6'1", 280 pounds, with a 1.64 second 10-yard split. What does a 10-yard split mean for a defensive lineman? It shows the burst. It shows the quickness and the speed that they are able to get off the line and start to get to the quarterback. And that's what makes... Kalijah Cansey so interesting because he is undersized for a defensive lineman, but his burst, his athleticism, his strength is what makes him such an intriguing pick. I, I just mentioned how athletic he is. He had, for those that follow the NFL Next Gen stats, he had a 98 athleticism score, which ranked First, among all defensive tackle prospects, he had the second best overall grade among all defensive tackle prospects. And this is a guy who in just two years as a starter with the Pitt Panthers, 27 and a half tackles for loss, 14 and a half sacks. He's incredibly impressive. So 
Don't be fooled about the size. This guy is extremely explosive, great burst at the snap, and he has the ability to collapse the pocket, especially when he gets offensive linemen to start to lean a little bit because he is so deceptively strong. Excuse me a minute. I'm still battling an illness. I'm about to start coughing everywhere. So he is undersized, but he is extremely effective. Now you take a look at kind of the praise that this kid has gotten so far. So just in 2022, these are the honors and awards that Kalijah Kansi had. He was the American Football Coaches Association First Team All-American, Associated Press First Team All-American, <coughs> excuse me, Football Writers Association of America First Team All-American, Sporting News First Team All-American, Walter Camp First Team All-American, CBS Sports First Team All-American, ESPN First Team All-American, PFF First Team All-American, College Football Network National Defensive Tackle of the Year, the Bronco Nagurski Trophy Finalist, the Outland Trophy Finalist, the Chuck Bidnarik Award Semifinalist, ACC Defensive Player of the Year, First Team All-ACC, and the Panther Award. This dude is a stud. Now, as this is going on, the New Orleans Saints just selected a defensive tackle of their own in Brian Brissy out of Clemson. That's a guy that David and I talked about a lot on this show. He's a very solid player. I like Kalijah Kansi better than I liked Brian Brissy. I mocked Kalijah Kansi to the Buccaneers in the SB Nation mock draft when I represented BucksNation.com. This kid can be something very, very special, but he's still a little raw. There's still a few issues with him. So what kind of impact is he going to have? What kind of impact is he going to make as a rookie fitting in with this defense? That is coming up next here on Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. You've heard us talk about this mobile game app, and if you've ever thought you'd make a good GM making moves like the Cardinals made during this wild first round of the draft, then you've got to give this game a try. It's not as easy as you might think to create a dynasty. When you play Ultimate Football GM, you get to control and manage every strategic aspect of your team as you play through seasons and lead your team to glory trying to build a historic dynasty. With Ultimate Football GM, you are responsible for controlling the destiny of your franchise by hiring the right coaches and coordinators, managing all the finances, including negotiating player salaries, coaching salaries, staff salaries, navigating your franchise through free agency, the draft, injuries, player personnel issues, all the ups and downs of a season, all this in a challenging and realistic game world. Pro Football GM is completely free and playable offline, play on the go as you want to, when you want to. Locked on Bucks listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo LOCKED ON in all caps, all one word, in the game store. 
That's locked on, all caps. So make sure to check it out today to download the game. Just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app store. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM, start your dynasty today. Thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or view every day. Join Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, and other Locked On NFL local experts for live NFL draft coverage presented by Ultimate Football GM. Kyle and Joe will have live coverage of rounds two and three beginning at 6.30 Friday night on YouTube on the Locked On NFL scouting page. Tomorrow, they will get you caught up live after each round starting at 11.30. Subscribe to Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes to get notified when they go live. I jumped on there with Kyle and Joe to talk about this selection of Kalijah Cansey. So where does Cansey fit in? Shout out to all of you in the live chat, watching the show live on YouTube. Special shout out to our everydayers who know David and I have talked about Kalijah Cansey on this show as being a potential Fit for the Buccaneers. Like I mentioned, I mocked him to the Buccaneers in the SB Nation mock draft. David mocked him to the Buccaneers on Thursday morning. But we have a couple people in the chat talking about it. Uh, we got Gaming Wizard saying, hashtag go Bucks. Love the pick. We got Isaiah Dix in the chat saying, must be a red flag for Nolan Smith. But people tell me this guy will be a factor. I'm not huge on Nolan Smith. But I do think he can be an impact player depending on where he goes. The thing to remember about this draft is that there were only about, depending on the team, there were only about 20 to 23 first round grades on players in this draft. So some of these guys that we've seen mocked in the first round are not going to go in the first round because GMs and coaches didn't have first round grades on them. There are going to be people that we didn't talk about at all being mocked in the first round uh, that got drafted in the first round. You take a look at Jameer Gibbs going to the Detroit Lions, two running backs after Bijan Robinson went to the Atlanta Falcons. That's not somebody that many, if anybody, had in their mock drafts. So you have to take a look at it from that aspect that this got a little bit wild. It got a little bit crazy. We have JJ Cohen in the chat saying, I was hoping we traded back and got Harrison, but I'm okay with this pick. I, I would have understood that move. I really would have. I think the concern might've been Jacksonville. You're, you're dealing with a team that just saw one of their starting tackles get suspended. Um, but ultimately I love the fit of Kalijah Kansi on this defense, but where does he fit on this defense? You Vita Vea is Vita Vea, right? Led the team in sacks, which is not what you want out of your nose tackle in a 3-4 defense, but he did. We know what he's capable of. We know what he's going to do. But you have Logan Hall, who's still kind of an unknown. Their, their first pick from last year when they traded out of the first into the first pick of the second round. He's You're not really sure what he is right now. Um, you still have Will Golston as reliable as ever, but he's not a splash player. He's going to play really well in run defense. Not going to get to the quarterback 
very often. Greg Gaines, who came over from the Rams, I think he can help this defensive line out. But again, he's not going to be super disruptive. He's not a pass rush specialist. He is a guy that is going to help stop the run, which again is going to be helpful when you're facing B. John Robinson twice a year now. Deidre Sanat, Patrick O'Connor, these are all rotational guys. Kalijah Cansey, right out of the gate, is a rotational guy. He is not going to be an every-down player as a rookie because he does still need to work on the run-stopping aspect of his game. So he's going to come to, come in in pass-rush situations. It, it's funny, I, I mentioned in segment one, uh, the, the comparisons that he's starting to draw with Aaron Donald, way too early for that. But Jason Light brought it up when he was speaking with the media following the pick, and he said, I'm not comparing him to Aaron Donald. That's not fair. He's more like John Randall. And for those of you that are as old as I am, you'll remember John Randall being a nightmare for opposing offenses back when he played for the Minnesota Vikings. And of course, Jason clarified, he's like, I'm joking, I'm kidding. But Lance Zerline of NFL.com also said that Kalijah Cansey's NFL comp was John Randall. So if this kid can come in and help this defensive line by being a pass rush specialist with his explosiveness, his burst, his quickness, his speed, his strength, this could be a major, major impact player. Now, Dane Brugler of The Athletic does a, a draft profile Bible, essentially. For those that are not subscribed to The Athletic, I'm going to let you know what he said about Kalijah Cansey and how this plays out for the Buccaneers defense. So Dane Brugler in his draft guide said, quote, a three-year starter at Pittsburgh, Cansey was a three-technique tackle in head coach Pat Narduzzi's 4-3 base scheme, lining up everywhere from nose to the edge. After putting his name on the NFL radar in 2021, he led all FBS defensive tackles in tackles for loss with 14 and a half in 2022 and became the school's first unanimous All-American since Aaron Donald. With his initial quickness and ability to maneuver his hips in the hole, Cansey wins at the snap to slant, stunt, and cross the face of blockers and affect the backfield rhythm. 46.8% of his tackles in 2022 came in enemy territory. That's insane. Almost half of his tackles came behind the line of scrimmage. He uses his balance and natural leverage to get underneath the pads of blockers, but can be displaced in the run game and will struggle to power through contact. Cansey's undersized frame and average strength will be more pronounced versus NFL blockers, especially in the run game, but his get-off agility and quick hands allow him to leverage gaps and disrupt the backfield. Although not quite on Donald's level as a pro prospect, the parallels are encouraging, and he projects as a starting NFL three-tech. Dane Brugler also ranked him third among defensive tackles and 26th overall among all prospects. Again, this is live. The draft is still going on. Nolan Smith went to the Philadelphia Eagles at pick 30. So Isaiah, uh, again, I don't think it was a red flag. I think it was just strictly kind of how 
players were being graded in this draft, and now Nolan Smith is off the board. Um, Geist85, I see you in the chat. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Don't, don't, uh, don't get too far ahead of me. So, again, Kalijah Kansi as a rookie, you're looking at him as being primarily the pass rush specialist because of his size, because of his agility, things like that. He's not going to be super effective in the run game yet. That doesn't mean that he can't develop and become an every down player because I do think that he will. I do think that he can. And I don't think the Buccaneers take him in the top 20 if they don't believe the same things. But early on, you need him to be the guy that can pin his ears back, use his athleticism, and get around these slower interior linemen and be able to get after the quarterback, be able to blow up uh, plays in the backfield. Again, almost 50% of his tackles coming in the opposing team's backfield is incredible. So this is a super athletic freak of a player who is going to fit in perfectly, especially if the Buccaneers are going to overload the left side of an opposing team's offense. You have Vita Vea in the middle. You have Kalijah Kansi there, you know, going after the left side. You have Shaq Barrett going after the left side. It's going to leave a lot of one-on-one -on -one opportunities for guys like Joe Tryon, Shoyinka, or a blitzing Levante David or potentially Devin White if he is there. Or you take a look at how often Vita Vea is already double teamed all the time. That's going to leave a lot of one-on-one -on -one opportunities for Kalijah Kansi himself to be able to use that athleticism and that speed and that burst to be able to get off the line and get into the backfield in a really, really quick hurry. So we've talked a lot about Kalijah Kansi. David is going to want to talk about him a little bit more when he returns to the show. But as the first round winds down, who are some people to look out for in rounds two and three? <coughs> Excuse me again. Still battling this sickness. It is, uh, it, it's got me. It's got me. So who are some guys that the Buccaneers could potentially target on day two in rounds two and three? We're going to talk about that coming up next here on Locked on Bucks. This episode of Locked on Bucks is brought to you by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious snack but don't want all of the sugar and calories? Then you need the best tasting protein bar ever built. You've got to try it. Built bars are healthy and taste amazing. They taste so amazing that you're not going to believe that they're good for you, but they are. They are covered in 100% real chocolate and come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and cookies and cream. These bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros with only 130 calories, four grams of sugar and packing 17 grams of protein. You can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club while your specialty flavors can still be found at Built.com. So head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puff. <coughs> and if you are close to a Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors like brownie batter puff and churro puff. Make sure to head to built.com to check out the new 
peanut butter puff and cookies and cream puff. You can thank me later. Wrapping things up here on a post first round edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. So, who are some people on day two that the Buccaneers could look to target as we are starting this segment? Shout out to all of you watching live in the live chat. The Kansas City Chiefs are making their pick right now. So, Geist85, I gave you a shout out in the, in the, uh, Last segment, I said, don't get ahead of me. You jumped in and you said, Dewan Jones and Cody Mock are still available, I believe. I believe they are too. <coughs> oh, I'm so sorry, guys. I'm trying to battle through this and uh, and bring you guys as much content as possible this weekend. It was the worst time ever to get sick. Now, please, for those in the chat, I have not caught every pick since the Buccaneers made their selection, just because of all the different uh, things that I have been doing. So please correct me if I'm wrong, if I name someone that has been drafted. But Geist85, you are correct. Dewan Jones, Cody Mock, they are both on my list. Uh, we got Donald Bolton in the chat saying, Bucks trade up for Levis or Hooker? I doubt it. I sincerely, sincerely doubt it. Just because... There are still so many more positions of need. The Bucs have limited capital. It could have been a possibility if they had traded back out of 19, got some capital, and then been able to use that to maneuver a little bit. It's not going to surprise me at all if they start moving up and down tomorrow or Friday, um, whenever, you're, uh, whenever you're listening to this, trade back a little bit in round two, maybe pick up another pick on day three, use that to maneuver uh, a little bit up and down. And uh, yeah, Geist, uh, Brissy went to the Slimy Saints. Yes, yes, he did. Who are some other players that the Buccaneers can look at? And again, in the live chat, please correct me if I'm wrong. I know Nolan Smith was on my list because I made that before the Eagles made their pick and their defense just continues to get better and better, which is very upsetting. You all know that I'm going to shout out Safety Sidney Brown, I think he's still in play for the Buccaneers if he uh, you know if he continues to slide a little bit. I don't think they would use pick 50 on him, but that might be a situation where they trade back a little bit, gain some extra capital, and then if Sidney Brown is still sitting there, they could scoop him up. You still have a couple of really good linebackers. You got Drew Sanders and Trenton Simpson still sitting there. <coughs> you have Darnell Washington the tight end out of Georgia, and Michael Mayer's still available, right? I have not seen Michael Mayer's name called. Uh, you have, you still have some edge rushers that you can call in, like B.J. Ojolari, um, Cody Mock, and, and Dewan Jones, both on my list. Uh, Matthew Bergeron, he was the other offensive lineman. Zach Charbonnet, running back out of UCLA. It's not going to surprise me at all. If the Buccaneers end up taking that that day two running back to come in and help out Rashad White and uh, and Dave Canales take a little bit of pressure off Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask, whoever the player is, uh, Isaiah in the chat says Dewan Thanos Jones 
needs to be our next pick. You all know that I am the card-carrying president of the Ohio State Haters Club. I would love to see them draft Dewan Jones. He is a dude, and I think he could come in and immediately help out this Buccaneers offensive line. So still plenty of, of really, really good names out there for the Buccaneers on day two. Felix Anudike Uzama is the pick for the Kansas City Chiefs. So there is an edge rusher off of the board. I didn't think he was going to fall all the way to where the Bucs were anyway. Geist 85, <coughs> how does a Super Bowl team get two first-round picks? Well, you can thank the New Orleans Saints for that because the uh, the earlier pick that the Eagles had was from the New Orleans Saints that they got in a trade, I do believe. I could uh I could be remembering that wrong, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it was it was the trade with the Saints uh that got them that one. Uh yeah, adventure is out there in the chat. Brian Branch is still out there. Will he still be there at 50? I sincerely doubt it. Um again, we know Jason Light likes to maneuver a lot on days two and three. So you know, if if Branch slips to 40, what's it going to cost the Buccaneers to jump up 10 spots? I don't know. It's going to cost them, you know, a, a couple of their picks on Saturday, maybe a pick next year. But that's kind of one of the great things about this draft, right? I mentioned that there were only, depending on the team, depending on the GM and coach, only about 20 to 23 players that had first round grades. But a lot of these guys tomorrow and early on Saturday all have day two grades. So you're going to be able to see teams draft starting caliber players on the beginning of day three and throughout Friday night in rounds two and three. So the elite talent at the top wasn't, there wasn't a lot of it, but that next tier of Starting caliber players is extremely deep at a lot of different positions. So the Buccaneers can still get a couple of really, really impactful players on Friday night and into Saturday. What I would really like to see them do is be able to, to pick up a couple more picks on, on day three by maneuvering around. You have multiple picks in the fifth multiple picks in the sixth. I'd like to see them pick up you know, a few more of those, maybe package a whole bunch of them to move up into round four on Saturday. Because you, you, you look at those fifth, sixth, seventh round picks, There's you might get a couple of special teamers. You're probably not getting any starters. You could get a starter still in round four at a position of need. I would love to see them do something like that. We, uh, we have George in the chat. The first-round pick is kind of in the mold of Warren Sapp, just 25 pounds less. I'm not going to put that on him. I'm not going to put that on him at all. Uh, we'll, we'll see how this starts to pan out because Warren Sapp, he was a plug-and-play three-down player immediately. I don't see Kalijah Kansi as that immediately, but I do see him as that kind of player probably – hopefully late into the season, but definitely going into his second and third years that he would be an every down kind of guy. With that, 
I'm going to go ahead and get out of here before I continue to cough in all of your poor ears. I appreciate you all putting up with me. I will be back tomorrow with reactions to rounds two and three. We will go live again on YouTube. Make sure you are subscribed. Have the notifications set so that as soon as I go live, you guys know about it. And uh, you can jump in on the live chat once again. But we want to thank each and every one of you and a special shout out to our everydayers for making the Locked on Bucks podcast your first listen or view every day. Come back tomorrow for reactions to rounds two and three and what the Buccaneers are able to do. Until then, check out everything I'm doing over at BucksNation.com. Check out David's work over at BucksGameDay.com. Follow everything on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayYarko underscore Bucks, and at DHarrison82. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire the cannons. We thank you so much for joining us right here on Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.